So this is how Liberty dies. With thunderous applause. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. trailer the 
subtitle and we have a lot of thoughts. Um, what it's uh, this is Nettie, by the way. Um, hey, Tammy, <laughs> and hey, Megan. We have everybody on the show finally. Yay! Yay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so glad to be back. Um, so you guys heard mine and Tammy's initial reaction after the trailer that we released. Somehow our initial reaction ended up being 30 minutes long. I don't know. And we, a lot to process. Yeah, it was a lot to process. So it's been a few days and we've gotten together and we have a lot of thoughts. Um, on a lot of stuff. <laughs> so we will go ahead and get started. Um, bless you. So, uh, first thing we want to talk about, obviously, is, well, how the trailer opens. And it opens with Ray. Uh, Tammy, I know you had a lot of thoughts about Ray in the desert, um, alone, you know, by herself. So, if you want to go ahead and start us off with that. Oh, sure. So, like, I've been talking about how, like, Ray has a broken heart, and that's, like, we can kind of understand how, where, what she's doing, how she's, where her headspace is at, if we, like, think about it that way. And, um, and, like, the initial first shots we see of Ray, her facial expression seems, um, very emotional. Um, and then as, as the scene goes, we do like see her expression change. Um, so I'm interested to see how that happens. But um, uh, the whole idea of her being alone in a desert and emotional is just like very Ray. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, because she's alone, like she has been her whole life and she's not happy about it. And, um, and the desert itself could almost be like a symbol for that as well. Yes, we, yeah. we talked about that in our, mentioned this last uh, last podcast, but we talked about that in our Phantom Menace episode we did a long time ago. And basically how deserts were, you know, a place for renewal and like very spirit, seen as very spiritual places as because it makes like the characters or the people that are there experiencing these things stand out and they're basically left to deal, you know, with themselves pretty much. Um, it's represents internal struggle, but can also represent an external thing, um, between one person and another, which we see as the trailer goes on. I think that bodes well for, I, you know, us, it bodes well for the Raylos because, you know, the fact that if that is, uh, Ben Solo in the, uh, you know, finalizer, then that means that the two of them together in that desert plane, which we didn't see anyone else. So if it is the two of them in a place that's traditionally and, um, you know, metaphorically a place of beginnings and renewal, yeah, that could be a very good thing. Cause if it is just the two of them in the desert, regardless of the outcome, there are no, you know, stormtroopers or interrogation chairs or, yeah, you know, it's like planets a falling apart around zone. them. So yeah, that's, that's a positive opportunity for exposure, I guess. So fingers crossed that it is him in the TIE fighter and not BB-8 wearing gloves. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, pretty sure. I mean, we, we know Adam Driver's hands by now. <laughs> so 
I mean, yeah. yeah so the, I guess the one thing I did mention in the initial reaction um, was that we see Ray and it's just her in the desert, and he's like basically got like a, almost like a suit of armor on because yeah. he's in a Tie Fighter. Yeah. So um, it's I if he gets out of the Tie yeah, Fighter, if he gets out, <laughs> then yeah, doesn't count if he's flying over her. <laughs> yeah. So that. Uh, but, but there is that scene uh, that that leaked. I guess it's not a leak, but like from whatever pre-show reel from the panel of him, and it looks like he's in the desert as well. Yeah, maybe. yeah. So, okay. hand extended. <laughs> Definitely. So that kind of leads into the first question that we got. We got some questions from our listeners today, and I wanted to go ahead and instead of addressing them at the end of the show, talk about them. Uh, as we talk, because a lot of the questions we got were really good, and we were going to most likely address some of them anyways. So I wanted to address, first off, at Moral Disorder, lovely handle, (laughs) Uh, I wanted to address their question. Uh, And their question is, some people think that the first moment in the trailer is some kind of training between Rey and Kylo. What do you think about that? And... Yeah, I think, yes, that was like my initial kind of read of it almost after I processed it after seeing the first time because not necessarily, I don't know I would say training. I mean, I would think so, but here's my thing. The way that whole scene reads out, to me it doesn't scream misdirection or anything like that. You know, how we were like after the last Jedi trailer came out with Kylo extending his hand and then you see that shot of Rey. Everyone was like, misdirection. The lighting's different. It's just not, they're not in the same scene. And they weren't, but they were because that shot, you know, was from earlier in the movie and turns out that they were in the same scene together after all. And, you know, it was it was different, but it was the same. So, you know, we what we had seen, we had interpreted it correctly. And I feel like here is almost the same kind of, same kind of, same kind of situation, but I'm also having a little bit of a hard time reading the scene as, and a lot of people have read it as like, oh my god, he's trying to run her over with the TIE fighter, and like, you, he's trying to kill her. That's a way to kill someone, like, <laughs> I'm gonna very, run you over with my TIE fighter. <laughs> that's very ineffective, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, it doesn't seem antagonistic at all. Um, Ray seems... He's not firing at her. Ray seems extremely calm. Um, and she... It's almost as if it's, like, some kind of game, almost. I mean, literally. Like, and you know how... And Ray's intense, like, with her... Is equally as Kylo, almost, with her emotions. Um, but not on the same level. Like, you know, they're on different ends of the spectrum, but I would say on the same level, whereas Ray is more calm. You know, and Kylo is, like, the opposite of calm. And I feel like... This could be, I don't know, maybe it's some type of training weird thing, or maybe he's flying by in the TIE fighter and picking her up and they're off to go kick some butt together. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I, I the, thing, the thing about that scene is it's all deliberate. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so say that whoever's in the TIE fighter is going to go try to run right over with the TIE fighter. Pretty easy to sidestep a TIE fighter, because... You know, they're not gonna like chase you around. Just together. lay down so she on runs the ground. Towards it. 
stage is a really epic flip. There's no way she did not, like, plan on this. This was not like, oh, my God, there's a TIE fighter coming towards me. I'm going to do a really sweet backflip. The funny thing is, you just mentioned she runs towards it. She actually doesn't. She runs away from it, which I think is hilarious because it's almost, it read to me as, like, a race almost. And then she was like, yeet, and, like, jumped over. I was like, that's that's hilarious. I misspoke. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't run yeah. toward it, but she runs, like, it's intentional. Like, she is, it is a, it is a action with both of them. Mm-hmm. It's not a, her, because she, she could have run another direction and, you know, not get close to it. She could have just been like, bye, and just, like, run away, so. Yeah. Okay. I have many thoughts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, first of all, I'm really skeptical about the training thing. Super skeptical about it. Um because of a lot of reasons but I'm not going to say that this scene doesn't seem playful and that it seems antagonistic because I do feel like it does seem a bit more playful than antagonistic um, but they're like the, the things that we have to accept are her lightsaber is ignited mm-hmm. she seems really upset right before it happens because it seems like it's the same scene it could be right after I guess but I do um, want to point something out really quick. I watched that part at the beginning several yeah. times, and it seems almost as if she's out of breath and catching her breath when we first see her in the trailer. So have they done this or something else already? It could, be, it could be after, yeah. yeah. But she does seem upset, too. Like, she's not just out of breath. Kind of. Like, she, she's out of breath, and then she seems kind of upset, and then almost, like, seems to, like, resolve, and there's just, like, yeah. calms down. Yeah. Pulls out her lightsaber um, and then yeah. So sorry, just really quickly, but what we know of Ray, you know, she she's very competitive. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's I mean, she could be out of breath just because she's pissed that she like, you know, missed the first time or whatever, because you know, she did also kind of slice apart a rock with the lightsaber because she was annoyed. True. So <laughs> that's very put that true. Out there. Oh my god, I like that a lot. That's so true. And she, oh. and she does. She does get very angry during the initial uh, lightsaber duel with Kylo on Starkiller base as well. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know. I'm just I'm very skeptical just because that's I guess I, it does seem intense to me, mm-hmm. like really really intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a real danger, like that. It, it feels dangerous as well. And I'm not saying that Ray mm-hmm. and Kylo are not gonna like have fun with dangerous stuff because they're because I guess they're they both are. a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Reckless idiot, but, it's fine. <laughs> but um, I just I don't know. I, I I feel like this may be the first time. Okay, so this is my my thoughts about it. Is I feel like it may be the first time that they see each other, um, and it may not actually be them in the same place. Um, it could be like a force, like a force bond? bond type of a thing. I had uh, a thought on that. I was thinking with, about this the other day in class. Yeah. I was just sitting there and not listening to my professor when I should have been. And I was like, you oh my Ray God, Ray. if it was a force bond, here's the thing. Ray should not be able to see the TIE fighter, I don't think. Well, so we he don't would just know be, that. He, yeah, I, we don't know. I don't know because... If he's in, if he's immersed immersed in her world like he was in The Last Jedi, we could see him in his surroundings. So it's like, how does that work? Would he, 
would she see the TIE fighter or would she just see him floating above the ground? I think I'm not seeing him in these shots, like his face, is because if it is a force bond scene, then we would see like a different point of view if we're seeing her point of view. Mm, so true. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm so I'm just like maybe the TIE fighter is it could I feel like it could also be true since he's awesome. like there and like connected i guess using it yeah yeah well i think i don't know about you guys but as a raylo with a lot of free time i've read so much raylo fix that involve force bonds we need to remember that there is many interpretations of that theory yeah we need to make sure we don't mess them all up in our brain like i do that's true because this is whatever jj and ryan want it to be it's not going to be you know, the force bond lets people materialize between places and, yeah. you know, so it's it's very possible because we don't know the capabilities of, you know, JJ's force bond because right. we haven't seen it. So, I did yeah. just think of something else, though. When, okay, I'm, hmm, I don't, I, okay, I don't <laughs> want to dismiss it because I like the idea of it being a force bond, but... When the tie does fly over, if it's only Ray seeing it, the tie shouldn't be able to interact with the environment, correct? Because we don't know, it, again, we don't know that. Maybe, because... but because it kicks up sand as it flies yeah. over. So if it's not really there and if Ray's just seeing it, then it I wouldn't think it would interact with the environment. Then again, that's just my interpretation based off what I saw in The Last Jedi. I don't know how the force works. Maybe, maybe <laughs> Kylo is like force piloting it. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna make, I'm <laughs> gonna make the sand say, come up for effect. <laughs> maybe AJ could be if they do force bond in nine, he could have directed it in a different way as well, so yeah. that it looks visually different. That's true, uh, but it also reminds me of how Luke didn't interact with his environment either. We saw the deliberate shot of his uh, foot in the sand. So, yeah. to me, that kind of seems almost like a, almost like a rule. But I don't want to say that because, <laughs> and again, be. who knows? It could, it could be. But yeah, I was reminded of Luke. But like, you, I mean, yeah. even if it's not a force bond, my thing is, I feel like okay, we know he's not. He it doesn't look like he's firing at her. Yeah. Um. It does look like it's kind of playful, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Uh, and it, I don't know, it just seems intense as well. Yeah. So what I feel like is like me, and every, all the time that they have fights with Ray and Kylo, it's it's like a dialogue with, so I feel like they this may be some kind of, um, di- like a, another, like a, their first time seeing each other this is their first dialogue and first interaction in the movie and it's um basically like symbolically she's uh she's on top of him you know flipping over him showing that she's um, (laughs) in charge here she's not the the other thing would be that maybe he doesn't he's not out of his shell yet. So that's just my, my thing is like, it's maybe their first time meeting and it's some kind of dialogue, but I don't, I think that tra- training might be going a little too far. True. Cause like, I and feel I, like, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I feel like they're not going to show us anything further with rank except probably their first meeting in the movie. I, I, I can see it both ways being 
being a training versus being first meeting. Honestly, it could go either way, which is I, I feel like this, that's why they picked this scene, no matter whether or not it was their first meeting or not, because it was so ambiguous almost. And then again, it wasn't at the same time, because even though the information that it gives us is like, like the stuff we got in this trailer was a lot for a teaser. I felt like I'm like, I was not guilty because they hadn't given us anything. I hope they did. I hope they felt guilty. Like, (laughs) we deserve more, but we got it, so I'm happy now. But, yeah, like, this was a lot more than I thought we would get. A lot more. Like, to me, like, this is on level with what they gave us in The Last Jedi in November when we got that trailer after that football game we were forced to watch to see it air live. So, I mean, you know. Can I make one more point before we leave this? Go ahead. Um, at no point in the segment is Ray not in control. Um, mm. So I think that may be why people immediately went to training first. But whatever it is, I point. think it was on, maybe not on her terms, but she is, you know, ready for this. So she may be emotional. She may be, you know, a lot of things. But this Understandably. is all, you know. She yeah. chose to jump over the TIE fighter. Like, this is something that, you know, she's committing to and not just running or fleeing or yeah. hiding. She did not, she's not at all defensive. So, whatever it is, she's going to kick butt and it's going to be great. Right. Indeed. Yes. That, that flip had me. Oh, it was amazing. Oh my God. It was so beautiful. She actually did that. <laughs> that was so great. But yeah. Crazy. Also, Kylo's tie is. It's got, like, a red front to it now, so it's, like, I saw some people speculating that it was, like, a new version of the TIE Fighter. Oh, also, one quick thing. Um, according to the cross-sections, I think we've all seen this on Twitter pointed out several times, but it was actually my brother who pointed it out to me first after he saw the trailer. He called me, and he's like, Nettie! And I'm like, what? And he's like, the cross-section that he has for The Last Jedi says that the entrance for the TIE Fighter, where how you get in, is you get in in the top. And mm-hmm. I checked Twitter after that, and that's literally what everybody was saying. He has no yeah. Twitter, so he thought of this on his own. And I was like, huh, that's, he's 10. He's amazing. But yeah, like, that's, that was great. And I was like, maybe, I don't know, hitching a ride, but. I don't think with the lightsaber on. Then again, we have been misdirected with lightsabers before in terms of are they on or are they being turned off in the Last <laughs> Jedi trailer and the teasers. I, yeah, because so, they cut yeah. it before. She could be turning it off as she lands. Like, there's no yeah. saying that, like... Well, why would you do a backflip with the lightsaber on and then turn it off as you land? That's... A little crazy. Ray's not really sure if she's doing it at any point in time. She just doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, hey, valid speculation. (laughs) Tinfoil hats are on, and we are ready. (laughs) We are ready. But yeah, okay, so moving on, if we're ready. Yeah. All right. Uh, After that happens. Oh. Well, I don't want to say after that happens yet, because I want to talk about what Luke, Luke, who is the, actually the only one who talks in this entire trailer, JJ actually let him talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, he finally gets to talk. Uh, he's talking over this entire, entire thing. 
and he's when the trailer opens Ray's there he's like a thousand you know generations of Jedi you know like basically all rests on you something like that I'm messing up the wording but he's like we've taught we've passed on everything we know and in the entire trailer he keeps almost talking in like the plural sense almost as if he's talking you know with someone else and I keep thinking I'm like could he possibly be talking to another another force ghost could he be talking to I don't know is he who is he talking to is he talking to Ray a lot of people are speculating he's talking to Ben which I can see it going either way so, yeah, it's, it's ambiguous. He could be talking to anyone. And like I said, he keeps talking as, like, we, you know? Like, as if he's, like, addressing another Jedi that might be with him. I'm imagining a hardcore Force Ghost party with Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Yoda, Anakin, and Luke. Please? That would be, like, hilarious. <laughs> Please? Like, like, Mulan style, like, in the, yes. in the Shrine of Ancestors, like, all sitting there, like, your grandson had to go! Like, well. <laughs> he just had to join the dark side. Yeah. He gets it from you, you know. Yeah. I do like these uh, the theories about like all the force ghosts and stuff, but uh, I wanted to interject another thought. Good. Um, I was thinking that maybe some of these lines about the legacy might be some kind of flashback to uh, young Ben Solo and maybe Luke was talking to him or Luke is ha- uh, Ben is having some kind of flashback um, where he's remembering something Luke said to him before um, or maybe if Luke's talking to him, he's repeating things that he'd said to him before. I like um, that. Just, just because uh, I do think that this movie is really gonna get the audience more into Kylo Ren's head especially um like younger before all this stuff happened um at the temple and everything because uh most of the general audience doesn't know much about him before he fell like at all so I'm just thinking that there's going to be some flashbacks uh, to when Ben was younger or he's going to be ruminating. We're going to see more of his headspace and everything so the audience can be more sympathetic um, to him for the redemption. Yeah, I would I would agree with that 100%. And moving- I mean, I, the, this whole trailer is this big misdirection to make us think that they're talking about Ray, but like... They're not. It's obviously that's the misdirection the for the general Skywalker. audience. Yeah, misdirection for like, general audience. I would think. So it, I I think that every you know every possible theory about when in Ben's life he's having this conversation with Luke are all valid because this is totally something Luke would say to Ben either as Force Ghost Luke to angsty Ben now or you know like wise uncle super helpful Luke when he was a you know a younger pre Jedi. <sighs> Um, cause I mean, like in, in all the, in all of the, the, the brief glimpses we get into young Kylo, um, in the rest of canon, like in books and stuff, he's, um, you know, very isolated, very much the Skywalker grandson. Like he knows once, once he finds out who Vader is once in bloodline, when Leia, 
um, when it's revealed that Leia's Vader's daughter, like, that whole, like, Skywalker legacy thing just consumes him. Um, so it could even be a conversation Luke has with Ben after that. Um, because at that point, Ben is already with Luke training, um, and it could be a, you know, yeah, it sucks that your grandpa was kind of crazy, but, like, you are this mighty Skywalker who's come from a line of mighty Skywalkers, right. so I don't think there's any chance that that conversation is not happening it, with Like, that's Abel. also, <laughs> yeah, it also sounds like a very Luke thing to say. Thousand generations yeah. of Jedi rest on you, no pressure. Right, like, <laughs> no yeah. pressure. Yeah. So, you know. Now, I I really do like the idea that it might be the like conversation Luke and Ben have after Ben finds out about Darth Vader. Like that would be so cool to see. Yeah, like almost as if like, hey, I know this is like this has happened. He's like, I know you just found this out and he's like, I know it's hard, but a thousand generations of Jedi, you know, now rest on your shoulders. He's like, you know, we've t- we've passed on everything we know. And it all comes down to, it all comes down to you, or you guys in plural, because, you know, maybe students, you know, that were still possibly around at that time. So, yeah. I can definitely see that. It makes sense. It really but does. I do, I do like, I've, I do like that like, this, these words are also applicable to Ray because she is, like, the current Last Jedi. Yeah. So, um, any, like... I, I definitely think it's all applicable both to them. Right, yeah. right. Um, but I, I guess, but I guess the point I would, would make is that you are correct. It is both of them, but it is both of them. There's, this is not just Ray he's talking to. This is definitely the two of them because, What you if know, he's talking to both Alice. of them, like, later on in the movie? That could be a thing, too. Like, I don't know. Because <laughs> the word you in English is either singular or plural. We don't know. Force Ghost Luke is there to give them his blessing for their beautiful marriage. And he's like, by the way, you guys have a lot of pressure on you because you're kind of the last one. So, make some more. Anyway, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Rise of Skywalker, Rise of Skywalker. Babies, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) we'll see. We Um, just want any excuse at this point. Same, but. Yeah. So, okay. The trailer continues on and Luke keeps talking. And the next shot that we wanted to actually talk about, though, I think was was the one where we see Kylo's mask uh, for the first time. And he's not wearing it. His mask is being repaired, I guess. I don't know. Something's happening. Somebody's holding it. And it is not... It's not Kylo. Uh, because the hands have fur on it. And I'm wondering... It's probably an Ugnaught, guys. Like, we're probably reading too far into it. it is it is it an Ugnaught, though? Because the hands are, like, really... I mean, I don't know what it I is. I think but it's, it's Chewbacca's hands. Like... It looks like Chewbacca's hands to me. Because, like, they have, like... You can still see, like, fingers... Chewbacca, like, when he puts, like, bigger, his hand though. on? I don't know, maybe. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, I feel like, because, you know, the First Order is, you know, just generically racist, so if it, if it is someone repairing it, it's probably some non-human species. Maybe. But we've never seen non-humans working for the for- First Order, really. Which is interesting. Correct. Yeah. We have not. So the closest thing we've ever gotten was on Cloud City, but that's, like, it. 
<laughs> what if right. it's just like some random scavenger alien and they pick up the mask and like, ooh, this is in pieces, but I'm gonna fix it. They take it back and they fix it and Kyla shows up, hey, that's mine, thank you. <laughs> they happen to fix it in his second favorite color and like decoratively. Yeah. <laughs> they should have done it in okay, like, I, yellow. Totally taking back what I had said about, you know, fan fiction not being any basis for what we need to like process these things with. Um there was one fic I read, I don't remember what it was, where like uh Hux like, basically, like, bullied Kylo into putting his mask back on. So, like, if you're gonna be Supreme Leader, you need to look like it. Like, no one's Ooh. gonna try to take you seriously with your baby face, like, Aww. you know, and so, I mean, it could be a power move thing, like, yeah. not as, because, especially if he's having an identity crisis, like, especially if he knows his <laughs> if? mother died, or if he knows, like, these things, or right. the identity crisis, he's gonna want to hide that if he's still mm-hmm. trying to be Supreme Leader. So I don't think it's as big deal as everyone thinks, um, just because, yeah, like, a mask is what it is. It's supposed to create a persona that is not your own face. Exactly. So, like, of course he would want to make it all dramatic with red and black and be all, like, super scary looking. Mm-hmm. He'll probably say that, like, oh, the Jedi scavenger, like, did this to my helmet, but I'm going to rebuild it stronger or something. And <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> yeah. And Tammy and I talked about all that, like, when the leaks came out for when we didn't know whether or not he actually had the mask back and we didn't know, you know, is it actually repaired with this crackly red stuff, we talked about uh, the art of Kintsuti, and which is a Japanese uh, pottery method that they use to fill in broken pottery with, like, the cracks and, like, broken pottery cups and such uh, with gold. And they would re, you know, reheat it, and the cup or whatever would be fixed, and it would be really cool looking because it had like these gold little cracks, like streaks where the cracks had been in the um, or where the breakage was in the pottery. So, you know, like keeping that in mind now that we know that it's actually the mask is actually there and it's actually cracked. Right. Like we were, yeah. This is this it was is all exciting. speculation when we recorded that. <laughs> this is exciting. Off of leak, but now it's all probably true. So well, uh, and um, couldn't you also? It. It's a lot. We have a lot of thoughts about um, the mask um, and what it means for the character and why it's actually. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that one more time? The last. No, part? I was. I was just talking about how. Everybody wants to go back and listen to that episode. Um, there's a lot of thoughts about how the mask is actually good um, for for the character's arc and everything, and and it's uh, it's all like nice and like deep and meaningful and stuff with it being repaired. So yeah. Well, and couldn't you also like interpret it as like yes, you were both totally correct, and I'm very impressed that you called this like that's awesome. <laughs> but you know, here is a a once whole item that is now being diluted with another substance yeah. um i know that plays into it but like you know kylo's not wearing his normal kylo like this is a different kylo still it's not going to be you know supreme leader from you know right six months ago or whenever this is that you know totally was just him this is a different version so exactly it all plays into that it does mm-hmm. definitely and 
Like, another thing, like, I wanted to address really quick, there's, like, this really popular theory going around, which I cannot get behind, honestly, I really can't, but if it happens, okay, um, of there being an imposter Kylo Ren loose from the galaxy, and... We already know that Matt is not part of this, guys, like, like, the radar technician is gone. Yeah, and, like, I can see the credibility, honestly, because there are some things that kind of point to the whole MacGuffin thing, but I'm like, I don't see it going that way, because to me, honestly, we, okay, we'll talk about this in just a second, but I don't think we need that if we're going to get what the end of the trailer showed us as the real evil, apparently, that's going to be loose on the galaxy, which is that little <laughs> laugh that we got. And, yeah, and looking at the Death Star ruins. Um, so that does feed into a question really quick that we got. Um, can, I, can I go back to the, the mask one more time? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Plot twist, it's just Hux in the mask running around <laughs> pretending to be a Supreme Leader. Like, I've seen I'm that. Right, and I'm so scary, and you're going to do what I want you to do. And it's going to be like a Calvin and Hobbes type situation, and it's going to be hilarious. I have seen that, and I was, you know what? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I'm here for it. If that's yeah. happening, go for it. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so, yeah, the question that I wanted to address real quick. Um, there was actually two of them. Uh, the lovely, if we're okay... Right now, jumping into, actually, I did want to talk about Palpatine. Um, skipping mm -hmm. forward just a little bit, and we'll go back. Um, question from the lovely Marie Claire Gold. Oh, go ahead. What is it? I just had a thought. Oh, no. <laughs> what if they find one of Palpatine's little sentry bots? That's what I was going to talk about. Okay. Okay, Hang go. On. Okay, go Hang ahead. On. Sorry, right. I just said just occurred You're good. To me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, trust me. I've been thinking about that. All right. So, <laughs> MC from What the Force uh, podcast. If you haven't heard her podcast, by the way, please go listen to it. What the Force. Uh, she asked, what mystical force stuff do you hope we see? I, I hope we see a lot. But <laughs> there's another question that also feeds into it. Uh, at Knights of Kyber asked, do you think Palpatine's ghost is lurking in the Death Star ruins? Here's my take on it. What weird stuff do I want to see? This is all really tying into, and I wanted to talk about it for just a second, but Tammy messaged me earlier today, me and Megan, freaking out, because <laughs> apparently, I have not read it yet, I've been way too busy to read anything, but I will get into all this stuff that's come out over the summer. Um... Claudia Gray's new book, Master and Apprentice, apparently there is a full version of the prophecy of the Chosen One in there. And it is ridiculous. I mean, okay, let me read it right now before I talk any further. So um, we're not going to talk spoilers about this too much. for Master and Apprentice yeah. if you don't want to hear Yeah, spoilers. It came out yesterday, so it's not like this is like old news. This literally <laughs> just happened. <laughs> yeah, so spoilers. And, um... Also, we will most likely be doing an entire podcast on just this excerpt alone. So, just stick with us. So, here it goes. She who will be born to darkness will give birth to darkness. When the kyber that is not kyber shines forth, the time of the prophecy will be at hand. One will ascend to the highest of the Jedi, despite the foreboding of those who would serve with him. Only through sacrifice of many Jedi will the Order cleanse the sin done to the nameless. The danger of the past is not past, but sleeps in an egg. 
When the egg cracks, it will threaten the galaxy entire. When the force itself sickens, past and future must split and combine. A chosen one shall come, born of no father, and through him will ultimate balance in the force be restored. That's a lot. That's a lot. But not talking about everything all at once, because, like, Tammy's over here, like, screaming silently, and so am I in my mind. Um, Relating to Palpatine specifically, I believe that there is a line here that kind of really just, if Palpatine is actually in this movie, and if this is going to happen how I think it's going to happen, this line is just screaming at me right now, honestly. So the line where it says, the danger of the past is not past, to me, just screams Palpatine laughing at the end of the trailer right after Luke says, no one's ever really gone. It, but sleeps in an egg. When the egg cracks, it will threaten the galaxy entire. A lot of... I Is it like a literal egg? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, but, but like... Well, okay. Go it, ahead. Egg is, a, egg is a symbol of rebirth and right. birth. Yeah. I mean, it could be... I'm, I'm solidly imagining... A Palpatine in some sort of chrysalis, um, because yeah. no, but like no, like, yeah, I get actually, that. it sounds ridiculous, but yeah, you know, we know for a fact that he studied with Darth Plagueis the Wise, and we know for a fact that he knows things that we can't even process, right? So like, it's not very unlikely to imagine Palpatine in a chrysalis, chilling in the Death Star ruins, for waiting real. for his time to like you know f shit up again. So <laughs> who knows? You know. I mean, and it, and then the next line talks about when the force itself sickens, past and future must split and combine. Guys, I keep thinking of World Between Worlds from yes. Rebels. I cannot stop thinking about it. They gave us the stuff, and in the Rebels Remembered, Remembered panel in during Star Wars Celebration, um, Dave Filoni was asked, you know, what is the World Between Worlds? Where is it? You know, just what is it? And he didn't answer. He's like, I can't, basically, I can't answer that right now. Mm. Why? Because are they going to keep, are they going to use this in the future? Is this going to come back? And past and future combined, that could possibly speak to, it could speak to the Jedi coming back, maybe. But, I mean, the way that this outright brought Palpatine a vision, you know, the laugh from hell, basically what it was, came back. And it was like, hey, I'm back. I'm not. Am I dead? Am I not? I don't know. How did he get there? I don't know. But I, this stuff that was the world between worlds and all that stuff that happened in Rebels, the general audience does not know about it. The general audience that just goes and watches the movies and doesn't keep up with the shows, they're just casual watchers, they don't know anything about this. And it's just too good and it's too important to keep from the general audience. They they have to know about it somehow. Go ahead, Megan. <laughs> okay, well, on that immediate point, uh-huh. this Master and Apprentice prophecy is not general audience, but that's important. So yeah. I'm, I don't think, I think these days that, yes, obviously there are the movie watchers and, you know, they can just get over it. Like, everyone who lost their minds when Maul showed up in Solo, like, <laughs> they can just get over it. Right. Um, but I'm going to take approximately 45 seconds to talk about my Ezra theory again, because it's still true, and it's even more true now that World Between Worlds and Palpatine is into it. So Ezra is Snoke. You oh can't my God. Otherwise. <laughs> um, I haven't heard this, Megan. Uh, <laughs> I haven't heard this? 
Okay, I so heard it right before we started. In and, the last yeah. Jedi novelization, there is a, an entire passage from Snoke's point of view about how he dabbled with time travel in the past and how it never worked out and how, you know... I don't him, remember that. Him, yeah. It's oh, my God. Thing. I'll find it for you later. Okay. Um, and the only person we know who dabbled with time travel is Ezra Bridger. Um, also, the only person we know who, like, went... Last we saw him was in some catastrophic, like, hyperspace accident. So, like, who's saying, like, hyperspace on a purgle can't totally mess up your own, like, physical well-being? Also, if he was with Palpatine in the World Between Worlds and, you know, the whole, that whole last thing with him and his parents and all that, there's no way you can convince me that Palpatine would not have selected Ezra from his, like, purgle, oh my god, purgle purgatory. And, <laughs> like, made him into this thing because Ezra had nothing else to live for. Um, oh my god. That... Ezra's the end. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm gonna die on this pedestal. It's fine. The, uh, this is a perfect time to insert again the views of the uh, people on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of the entirety of the podcasters as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to her. <laughs> Disclaimer. But, uh, I mean, Hey, that's your Snoke theory. I mean, we all have them. I mean, better I, than some other Snoke theories. You can't deny me that one. I mean, I my I still cling tightly to the theory that Snoke is somehow like I don't know the he's the emperor from the old Republic. I've always thought that the the emperor who like uh, Sith Emperor uh, I do not know how to pronounce his name, but Vietate or something like that. I don't know. Go check out the old Republic canon, but this guy kept on changing bodies. He kept on almost dying and then coming back, and he was like, he w- he ended up being thousands upon thousands of years old, and the guy just I mean, never like, died. And fair. I was like, it was almost impossible to kill him, so I was like, I mean, I thought it was him for the longest time. I'm like, they're gonna pull some old Republic stuff, and it's gonna end up being him, but who knows? But to your point about the people don't know the, the extra things, like, Rebels makes more sense than Old Republic canon yes. in terms of, like... Well, Old Republic ca- canon is, like, a mess anyways in terms of, like, Correct. it's not all cohesive. Like, Old it's canon in general canon is just everywhere. I still love it, but it's still... It's not canon anymore, but it still influences the canon because we see a lot of stuff that com- coming from it that, you know, still influences and sometimes literally characters outright, hello, Thrawn, you know, come from it, and it's like, you know... So, I mean, they're still using stuff from it but right yeah but back but, to the point yeah of rebels go ahead but anyways so yeah when i when 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 i am correct and after all of this and you guys are laughing at me i'm gonna be, you know <laughs> all of your apologies apologies because we'll see i netty i will send you my list of proof i have a list oh okay? my god <laughs> i want to see it make I, a I thread see megan it. i want to see it but, I will make a threat, Teddy. I will do it. Oh will. <laughs> you will die on this hill. I'm just going to kick that a little of the wheels. Oh, you know, I kind of like... <laughs> crazy as But, yeah. So, okay. Um, but, yeah. Rebels. World Between Worlds. Palpatine coming back. Um, again, Megan, you mentioned earlier about the bot things, like the Palpatine bot things. Uh, if you guys don't know about that, they were introduced in Battlefront 2. Apparently, back in the days of the Empire, there were, like, these little Palpatine bots that had, like, Palpatine's face on them. 
uh, like a hologram thing, they were freaky as heck. Yes, they were. Correct. They were terrifying. <laughs> and, you know, maybe if they do explore the downed Death Star 2 that they are looking at, uh, that Ray, Poe, and all of them are theoretically looking at, uh, maybe there's one of those floating around in there, and it just randomly activates, and it scares the crap out of everybody. That would be great. But that sounds like a very, very like they're just like oh jump scare. <laughs> oh, it's oh, it's just a machine. Here comes the and then the real Palpatine shows up, like and oh, yeah. really scares everyone. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, but who knows? Uh, yeah, I do. I do feel like if Palpatine's gonna be there, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm pretty sure he's in this movie. Okay. Yeah. First of all, I'm gonna go all in and say he's in this movie. Same. Um, Same. And. I think he's going to be physically there because uh, I feel like difference between benevolent force ghosts that are spirits and they're just like, right. That's like light side, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, bad guys that come back, they have to like have a body and be like physically there. I feel like that's like, a, there's like a dichotomy there, but maybe that's just like something I made up. I don't well, know. Well, no, you're not too far off because it is in Canon. I believe that Sith, cannot uh, physically manifest themselves in the Force after death because they're not... It's something along the lines of something about being at peace or something, uh, one, I don't know, with yourself in the Force. Like, and the Sith physically cannot do that. Palpatine, well, that's why... Go ahead. That's why Palpatine had, you know, the Dark Dark Plagueis stuff. Cause yeah. He, you know, to keep others from dying, to keep himself from dying, like, yeah. we know for a fact that Luke Skywalker fell down some space station and, like, almost fell in that open space and survived. So, like, do we have any proof that Palpatine did not survive his right. fall into the, the center, like, column of the Death Star? Nothing except, uh, did you watch the Phantom Menace panel, Megan? No, I, ha- I I was moving, guys. I didn't want to I did. Anything, I, just, so. I don't know if you had a chance to catch up yet. I did. But, uh, I saw it. But on the Phantom Menace panel, I think George Lucas was like, talk- Ian was talking about how George Lucas was like really insistent that, like, yes, he's really dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's really dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, so, that doesn't really, no offense I mean, to Uncle George, but that doesn't really, like, necessarily right. mean anything because it's now, you know, Star Wars has a few adopted dads now, so... <laughs> yeah, it does. And, well, also, like, speaking about George Lucas, J.J. did reveal that him and George talked about bringing Palpatine back. They talked about this move. So, I mean, he's back <laughs> in some way because, like, he's there. And we don't know how. Um, Can we briefly talk about Ian McDermott and how he came up on the stage after the trailer? <laughs> like, uh, so like, cool. If there was any sort of, like, you know, doubt that it was him. <laughs> that was amazing. Because, like, oh, like, like, I'm like, no, we're going to be speculating about this now. Was that Palpatine? And then here comes Ian McDermott. Yes. Like, hi, guys. Yeah, and Kathleen Kennedy, one of her interviews from Celebration, um, she also mentioned that they were planning on bringing Palpatine back from the very early stages of planning the sequel trilogy. Planning the sequel trilogy. They had a plan. They yeah. had a plan, guys. 
How is this news? Wait, they don't just make it up to make it as terrible for fanboys as possible, Nettie? What are you talking about? I literally had this conversation less than four hours ago with my TA in one of my classes. He thought the entire thing was just, like, spouted out of, like, nowhere. And I'm like, are you serious? Uh, <laughs> go back to your... He's a ceramics major. I'm like, go back to your sculpting. <laughs> like, go back Remember to your... how we didn't know that Leia was officially Luke's sister until the third movie and yeah then, that's that's what like, i was talking about now. like and I, I posted that on twitter not too long ago i'm like you know these people worship the original trilogy the same people who say that the sequel trilogy doesn't have a plan i'm like guys they were only gonna make one movie like that did not have a plan at all and then they're just like oh okay it was successful let's do it <laughs> so i mean it is know. it is a fantasy opera set in space yeah, I'll need to calm down. Yeah. I love it. As, well, and I was going to make this point if we came to it. And I guess I'm just going to make it now. Go for it. Um, we, you know, we talk about the plan and the trilogies as being this set of, like, you know, retelling of history that has to follow a certain order. But they don't, I think that doesn't do justice to the storytellers behind the saga who create these stories that intertwine in such a way that they do span these many films and books. Like, I I get really, really defensive of people when they try to say, like, ah, they're just making it up as they go. But, like, do you understand how hard it is to have a character show up in a movie from 1999 and then have them, you know, also be the same character that they will turn into from the original trilogy. Like, it's it's hard. It's mm-hmm. complicated. It's like it's like if you hand someone a novel with only the middle three chapters in it, say, okay, write the rest of the novel. It's just like that, and it's hard. So please, you know, next time you pick up a book or a comic or watch a movie, like, do a little mental thank you to the story group because their job is hard, and they work very hard, and they've created this relatively massive, cohesive storyline that's it's so impressive. Mm-hmm. So that's my little that's my little soapbox moment. Sorry, that was amazing. Like that's I love that analogy. I mean, like, <laughs> think about it. Can you imagine writing the entire Star Wars canon? Like, like can you imagine? Like that's why like, they have a story group to keep each exactly. other honest. Like, you know, like to check up on each other, make sure that things are like you know flowing in a certain order, and they're all. If it was just one person, it could go absolutely anywhere. But no, they have a plan, which is why they have all these people, you know, as like checkpoints for each other, you know, to make sure everything's, you know, staying together. But yeah, I love the point that you made, like, you know, pick up a book and like just read three chapters and make a book out of three chapters. I love that. I mean, that's, that's insane. And that's exactly what they've done, though. It's, it's hard. You're right. So I love that. And, you know, it's, it's. You know, for instance, the first bounty hunter we meet in canon in the timeline is Aura Singh. And yeah. Aura Singh shows up in Phantom Menace in the crow's nest at the Padres. And then she, she also gets, you know, shows up in Solo and Mention. And just, like, you know, you can't just, like, create this character. Can you imagine, like, all these fanboys who complain about it, like, having the ability to create these characters and tie them through a galaxy that doesn't really exist? Like, Yeah. Like, I don't even know. But Anyways, so that's my little... Anyways, all I right, so another, uh, what was, there was another part in the trailer, I believe, that was it, I don't know, one of you mentioned, I don't remember which one it was. Leia's uh, Metal? Yeah, Leia's Metal, there you go. Um, what did you want to say about that? Go for it. Well, I mean, it, it has to be Hans, right? It's not Luke's. I don't know. That's like my Jenny thing. Jenny says like, she thinks it's yeah. Hans. 
Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that it was mentioned that it was Hans Metal um, in the TFA deleted scenes. Okay. But um, they could always go back and change it to be Luke's if they wanted to. Yeah, because they're know. like exactly. I'm trying to remember because we know it's not Chewie's because Chewie's is somewhere else. But uh, Chewie didn't get one. No, yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Chewie not got one. Movie. Not in the movie. Chewie did not get one in the movie, but Chewie did get one and he gave it to a girl. After helping oh, her, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Uh-huh. Don't worry, we got a medal from the Chewie <laughs> comic. Yep. Um, but I, either way, I mean, it, it. So the two options is Luke or it's Hans. Leia cradling Hans' medal is, you know, sad, sentimental. Yeah. Remembrance. If um, it is Luke's medal, that's a different kind of sad remembrance because. That's, I feel like that's a callback to, you know, the Luke who was a young hero, who was, you know, naive and carefree. Um, but I guess we'll find out in context, because we know that um, the they had a little mini ceremony for Han before they evacuated Dakar. Yep. In the um, mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it really for that how that happened and obviously Descartes you know isn't there anymore but um I don't know because we because are we gonna see Leia mourn Luke because we I mean we we kind of saw her mourn Han but we didn't really see her we didn't have time to see her mourn Luke right. um yeah. except for the moment where his ghost touched her and she knew he was a ghost yeah. um speaking but. of Leia though um <laughs> okay. yeah Speaking of Leia, oh my gosh. <laughs> Guys, I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely dying in this movie. I mean, okay, so really quick. Oscar <laughs> let something slip <laughs> when he was talking. And he said something to the effect of losing Leia in the movie. Which lends to the idea that Leia is going to pass away in the film. And maybe... Well, yeah, I mean, just, didn't we yeah. know that? We, we, okay, because the way that they worded it, they were like, you know, we came to, like, a satisfying role, JJ said, um, for, you know, Leia's character to have in this film. He didn't say a satisfying ending or anything like that, and it was, like, it was still left up in the air, you know, it was like, okay, so is her story going to continue? Her story could definitely continue on in book form. They could definitely do that, but the thing is, is, like, when Oscar said that, it was like, oh, so she's she actually gonna die because like there was that moment where it's like maybe but maybe not so I mean who knows and it it's not it's still not confirmed because like I said they could still make it happen to where you know she stays alive in the movie but at the same time I don't know well I, I think they were limited to I mean again this is a story they are creating mm-hmm. um, they were limited to what they had from uh, TFA so right. It's I I think it's going to be substantial. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be enough. It's going to be it's going to be Carrie. It's going to be yeah. Her interacting with these characters, and you know they're not. They promised the family they weren't going to CGI anything. That doesn't mean they can't CGI outfits or locations. Yeah, or which they're going to so have to do. We're going to get. Yeah. We're not. They're not just going to like slap in flashbacks. It's going to be you know something special. So I don't want anyone to you know assume it's just going to be like a you know slideshow at a funeral type of thing yeah no definitely Uh, not and like i 
they said they were respectful, you know, with her raw right. with her footage, and I definitely trust them with that. Well, we know that um, the um, what's what's what I'm looking for? I don't know. <laughs> her daughter. Oh yeah. Is Billy? They said they were so, in scenes together. I just, I can't even imagine. Oh my gosh. I cannot even imagine. That, ugh. <sighs> I can't. So it's going to hurt so much, but it's going to be, they're going to do it right. They are. They're not going to shortchange us. No, definitely you know, not. No one loves Leia more than the people who make Leia. So. Exactly. Exactly. Other you than know. Carrie herself. But, you know, and it's. It's going to be sad, but... But it's still going to yeah. be Carrie. I think that's also... That's important. important. To remember, like, no matter what, it's still going to be Carrie. And you know Carrie would not have done anything for Leia that she didn't want to do for Leia. Right. Right, right, right. Oh, uh, Tammy, also, there was something else that you wanted to mention, I believe. It had to do with Poe. And... Oh. Yeah. yeah so, uh, that... There's been some discussion on Twitter for, I guess, like yesterday and today about um, that ending shot with Ray and Poe, and I guess, like, you see C-3PO, too, like, standing in oh, front of the... Yeah, the Ray, Poe, uh, Chewbacca, the droids, and Finn. Yeah, they're all in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you see this empty space next to her where... Um, some people are saying there's a you know there's an empty space. Take note of it. It's right next to Ray. Maybe Ben will be coming there. Maybe he's right. um, been removed or something like that. Um, but um, some people were saying that the uh, that in this scene Poe's uh, outfit has changed slightly. Like he's um, he's wearing his scarf on his arm rather than around his neck, and that that might indicate that there was some kind of big battle or something um and we know that there's a big battle in the second act or there's a lot of action sequence in the second act of this movie and a lot of action sequence in the third act of this movie both yeah so um possible that Poe got injured um on the in the between the in the second act on the third act, yeah, and that because it's Poe and he's pretty reckless and yeah. <laughs> so that this Death Star sequence um, is is maybe possibly the third act of the film. Um, I just watched the end of the Tangled season two, and uh-huh. I'm sure I know you don't both don't watch it, but there's a huge like ongoing okay. destiny theme throughout the entire season, uh-huh. and what if they're Kylo and Rey's destiny is to defeat the evil together, and that they're meeting him there, and yeah. there's this big, like, destroying... Because, like, you know, if dark defeats dark, that's one thing. If light defeats dark, that's another thing. But if light and dark defeat dark, isn't that the balance we're looking for? Right, so, and it, it yeah. does, like... It goes with the idea... We've been talking about it for a really long time, speculating that possibly there's going to be... And also there were leaks of another big bad coming out of the blue, out of nowhere, you know, just coming in and messing everything up. And it goes with the idea of the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And it's kind of forcing 
them together, which is what I've been thinking all along. There's going to have to be a bigger something bigger than all of them to force them together somehow to fight for survival. Well, and you know that Ben Solo, Skywalker, um, was in no way raised without knowing who Emperor Palpatine was. Yeah. This boy, like, knows. He knows that his his grandfather was redeemed because he, you know, like, all of this because Palpatine is his family's big baddie, so, like, there's no way that no one sat him down and said, by the way, there's this creepy dude in a hood who, like, totally ruined your family's life, but it's okay. it, It definitely feeds into the idea, I just thought of it, Palpatine coming back feeds into reverse Anadala. Big time. Oh, yeah. Big time. I just thought of that. I am so excited. <laughs> Reverse Anidala is so valid. It and it gets so more valid. valid with it, everything that we're finding out about Nine. Um, and the prophecy. Okay. Um, I really want to scream about this prophecy for like five hours. <laughs> Me too. Um, <laughs> we'll do a prophecy episode, guys. Like, yes. to our yes. listeners. Yes. Don't worry. We're going to actually go into it because it's us. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> but the... The, the whole the past and the future meet or mm, met reverse any dollar maybe mm, true. <laughs> true oh well, i did want to mention the whole post scarf thing was noticed by darth vader's on twitter except the a in darth is an x is an x that's, yes that's the handle of the person yep so yeah take take a, a shout um shout out to her but yeah so reverse any dollar very very valid Indeed. And the prophecy, we will scream about more later. Promise. Exactly. And <laughs> one last thing I wanted to make sure we did get to. Um, can I oh, go ahead. back to the prophecy before you do that? Yes. Um, just, just another reminder about the story group. They did not publish this book that contained the entire Chosen One prophecy before episode nine just because. They, they add to the things in canon for a reason. Yep. They make books tie into the thing. And yeah, we're in a very beautiful prequel renaissance right now, and that's a great reason to write a book about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, but they don't release these books randomly. Exactly. And this now is a canon prophecy. I love it. So, you know, it's it's this is a thing. So we may obviously expect to, and we will personally, inform all of our interpretation of the rest of Star Wars forever on this prophecy and we can retroactively interpret our Star Wars with what we know this was. Yeah. Yep. It's exciting. It is. I'm on my soapbox a lot today, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Go for it. Alright. One last thing because I am at 11% on my Mac right now and I'm in my car. I do not have my charger. But I did want to talk about uh, the title itself really quick. Um, of course, I've seen a ridiculous amount of stuff. Ray Skywalker, guys, stop! No, Ray Skywalker. I'm not even going to talk about that anymore. But I mean, it, it's obvious because the last Skywalker. Come on, guys. Megan, what's up? I just You're had a really out. new thought. I had a new thought, and I'm very proud of myself because it's a good one. Yep. Um, the rise of Skywalker. Uh-huh. The Skywalker family and the Skywalker, you know, protagonist throughout time have had one single enemy. And if Palpatine is back, if Palpatine has been back this entire time, if the Skywalker legacy never really defeated Palpatine in the first place, this is it. They are rising for real and Palpatine is going to be gone and the 
Rise of Skywalker doesn't necessarily just mean Ben Solo. It means the family, the legacy. Skywalker, it didn't say, you know, they, it, it, Skywalker is means so many things, but Skywalker means the, all of it. Skywalker is a legacy, a family of, you know, yeah. um, the rise of this family. They're going to rise again. That yep. means. Leia's gonna die peacefully, Kylo's gonna be redeemed, Luke is gonna stop being an angry butt, it's gonna be like, you know, Force Ghost Anakin, all of it. So, you I, know, that's my... I just thought it. of something. You kept on saying, like, Rise of, like, Skywalker and all this stuff, and I've heard it, like, a thousand times, but I just thought of it. You know how the symbol for the rebellion was the Firebird? Firebird is akin to the Phoenix. Phoenix rising from the ashes. The ashes of the legacy... Of the Skywalkers, which is currently, currently, it, it's it's kind of a failure at this point. I'm gonna go I ahead know, and say it. They're kind of like the you know the yeah. reject. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Go. The Skywalkers have failed the galaxy, you know, big time. Now, they have they're not. They're gonna... And yeah, because how else can you rise if you're not at the bottom already? And mm-hmm. that's they're pointing that out again. That these guys are not, you know, they're they're not. They're not heroes. You know, Luke Skywalker wasn't, you know, the, oh, perfect hero that we wanted him to be. And so many people are still clinging to that somehow after The Last Jedi. kind of dumb, guys. Like, yeah. we just, like, get, get over yourself. Luke Skywalker was dumb. Like, yes! he was effective, heroic, yes, but also kind of stupid. So was so. Anakin. And, you know, so was <laughs> Ben, kind of. It's a Skywalker. And if we're talking about stupid Skywalkers, we have to talk about myself. It was, yeah, they're all, they're all kind of stupid, and that's why we love them. But, I mean, and it's, yeah, I just, you know, the Skywalkers rising <laughs> from the ashes. Love it. Sorry, I just had a really beautiful vision of us having a Force Ghost Shmi in there, too. Ah! Oh, happening. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that to happened. say that. I knew. I just, just punched you guys in the heart. Sorry. Ow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need Shmi. The only good Skywalker who did nothing wrong. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. But, alright. So, with that, I think that's a good note to end on. What do you yeah. guys think? Yep. Alright. Um... So yeah. For my Ezra's Snoke thread. I'm gonna make that later. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned for prophecy thoughts about eggs and stuff. <laughs> and yeah, so lots of lots of thoughts. It's gonna be great, guys. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So as long as I, my message to our listeners: stay positive. Don't fall into the trap oh, of wait. negativity if you see it, because about how you want Star Wars to be and yep. we have so much to be grateful for and so much to do so just enjoy it yep alright so signing off I am Nettie I am Megan so <laughs> I'm Tammy I'm Megan alright and we will see you guys next time when we talk about I don't know whatever we're going to talk about next um, so yeah see you guys you can find us all on Twitter you can find us on the Women of the Wills page. All our handles are there at WomenOTWills.